The libertarian <laughs> Socrates. Yeah, I remember I met this this comic who was like, why do you do comedy? And I was like, because I have a hole inside me that I need to fill with other people's attention. Yeah. yeah. And she, I was like, why do you do it? And she's like, I just think it's so good to share my laughter with the rest of the world. I was like, you suck. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. You suck, you idiot. Sorry. <laughs> Someone being sentimental to you? You, know, <laughs> you have a tough exterior. She either no, she either means that and will yeah. definitely fail. Yeah, because that, that's, that's not problem. how it works. No, or it she's works lying to me and everyone around her because she wants to feel good. Here's the thing: like in my time, like I did Sam comedy for ten years. I knew nine people who died. Uh, three of those were people with chronic illnesses, and I was kind of thinking on that, where it's just like, like. Well, if you got a chronic illness, you're kind of using like it makes sense for you to use humor as a way to like process that thing you're going through. And it made me feel a lot more optimistic about this community is just like we're all going at it for like different like goals or whatever. But we're all united in the fact that we all have the same like healing mechanism and like that kind of makes actual community. And like that's kind of like the nice part of it. I mean, there's. So much bullshit to this. You're thinking this is going to lead to a punchline, but there's not. <laughs> People are always like, oh, the power of comedy is you just get up there on stage and you tell truth to power. It's like, no, no, like Obama's not in the room. And if you are, <laughs> yeah. you're like playing to Obama. Hey, what it is, is it's like it's got a low barrier entry and it gets a bunch of people together in a room and just that's it. Like the yeah. punk shows thing is like. It's like you need to get people to have an excuse to get together in a room, and especially in this time where, like, we have no community. Inside of every fucking shitty bar in America, like, no matter what the suburb is or, like, rural town, there's some shitty open mic somewhere. You know what I mean? And that gets people together. And, like, whatever walk with a limp, like, incomplete politics of it is, like, that's what I think the political good of stand-up is. And I think that's what I'm bringing to like this next station of my life where I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. You know what I mean? I'm just doing these mm. punk shows and I guess I'm good on TikTok. I fucking hate the app, but you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Why does everything have to be good or bad or whatever? Yeah. Can't yeah. it just be? I don't know. What are you, Zen fucking? <laughs> no, he's not the Zen guy. <laughs> That's the funny part. Is get, he? Get a load of Buddha over <laughs> here. You do love but, a good bad or a good thing. What are you talking about, dude? I don't know, but you're I, the king of good or bad. I feel like I don't know. It's just a stand-up exists for me to do it. That's what you know. Like yeah, it's yeah. not. I don't. Why are we looking for? So why is Dan? Why, Dan, shut you up. love that joke. Shut up, Dan. <laughs> we like that one. Shut up, Dan. Or I'll, or I'll wingman you again. <laughs> Wait, what's this? What happened here? Oh no, yeah, we, I was on. So I, I told Scott about this already. I was on a show on Tuesday. It was. It went great. Um, I said it went great. Um, after uh, after I the show, some girl came up to me. Yeah, and uh, and then I'm sitting talking. Eric's talking. We're all talking. She came and up then, to be like, I really yeah, loved your set. You yeah, were great. Yeah, yeah. And then and yeah, she she ended up following two of my shows on Instagram. That was the end of that. Hopefully she comes to one. We're going. We're me and Eric are walking back to the train. Goes like, yeah, I was trying to wingman for you in there. Oh really? Because it felt like you were trying to hit on her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and apparently other people have had the same experience with Eric. Yeah, also, someone else like, said yeah. that. I can be very fair. <laughs> Anyone standing next to you is probably taking away pussy from you. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how it is. 
Yeah, it's like when you open one of those, like a clean room in a hospital, like yeah. all the air sucks out. You need fully Dan, you are the wingman, okay? <laughs> yeah. Dan, I'm gonna give you dating advice. Just like take the women to a corner and just. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, try to get them behind a column so they yeah. can't see the rest of the room. Is <laughs> <laughs> that a woman alive that would go into a corner with that? <laughs> I was trying. Let me. I, let me just put out here. She followed all of his i Instagram accounts because I suggested it. I was, okay, I was doing she things. Would I was doing things. Things. That'll save you from the hellfire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's obligatory at this point. That doesn't count. It did kind of trip me up, though, because then I end up getting her to follow my actual Instagram. We'll see when she DMs you asking for a spot. <laughs> yeah. my, my breakup story. like, um, So I transitioned like uh, like around like two years ago. And like that started a timer in the world for the breakup with my girlfriend. And it just dissolved. I like lived with her for five years, and it wasn't going great. You met her. She's like, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> And like, uh, let's add a beep there, like you did. Ooh, that's dirty. <laughs> um, so, okay, here's the thing our agreement was that uh, she got the apartment because we had a nice apartment. I got the cats. Like, if we ever broke up, like, you that's won. how it was. And then <laughs> she, like, just made it so uncomfortable that I was taking the cats that she ended up getting both. Uh, and hmm. she wanted to codify this with a contract. So, like, I moved out and we're supposed to meet in a coffee shop to get like with a notary there to get a contract signed, like agreeing to these like cats being signed off. And, a notary? A notary. <laughs> and there's a little bit of money stuff like like with like rent yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. And like there was also like like um and also like she had a bunch of my old shit that I left behind in the move out. Like and some of it was like stuff that like I wasn't invested in like I I'm adopted like you yeah. are and I had a relationship not that way but like with my mom like I knew her from like when I was 26 up until I was 36 and I cut things off from her because she's just too much trouble and mm -hmm. every time I would see her she would always bring me a new teddy bear and like I was just done with this mom so I just left behind all the teddy bears at the old apartment yeah. so I show up at this and this is like a uh, kind of early transition so like I looked like like just like a dude who was just confused or whatever <laughs> Yeah. And I didn't want her to see full Amber because like full Amber is like an incredible thing and it's a gift to show to people. And like I wanted to try to like mask this from her and I show up and she's dressed like a like a like a like a like a like a porcelain doll. You know what yeah, I mean? Because she's course. trying to flex on me. We're just yeah. flexing in two different directions. And like um, I'm not happy to be around this person. So like I'm just like uh, I just like. I get in there and it's like at the back of a coffee shop that's like really busy. It's like like a hipster Bushwick coffee house. And she goes like, I go like, where's the notary? And she's like, oh, she's running late. And it's like, okay, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to step away because I just don't want to be sharing space with her. And then she goes like, uh, I got a lot of your stuff here and also all your teddy bears. And I'm like, I don't want your teddy bears. She's like, you're from your mom. And I'm like, fuck my mom. <laughs> 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 and then I see like a woman over there just like look up and clearly I'm turning into somebody's text message right now. <laughs> like, yeah, this like dude with like like a, a like 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 a beard and like a skirt is like like doesn't like his mom. So then I leave. <laughs> That's exactly what all conservatives think trans yeah, people exactly. are. Yeah. Yeah. 
exactly. I like a cartoon drawing of like, like that's so hey, funny. Um, that's Rod DeSantis' origin story. Yeah. He was in New York for something. I, I have a beautiful blossoming woman. Uh, <laughs> and, and I hate my mom. <laughs> so so like like I go, wow. I come back, and then uh, the notary's there, and I don't even read the contract. I just like sign it, and then it could have been like you know like I sign away like my my firstborn child, well my yeah. secondborn child. I gave a first kid for adoption. Uh, it could have been a vicious cycle. Yeah. So like now I'm like ready to go. She's like like wait no we have to talk because she wanted to talk about something. Yeah, I don't course. know. Yeah. I didn't want to give her access to that. So like I just was not invested in it. I'm like I gotta go. And she tried to like extend an argument and try to justify it. I'm like I'm putting up a hard boundary. It's like I want to go. Like I don't want to be here. And then like it's a conversation where like I'm slowly edging towards the door and then like I look over and I see like a line of trash cans and I'm like oh my teddy bears and so I just open up the thing while trying to like sum up this argument and just start throwing so sorry I like open the thing to sum up this argument and I start throwing all the teddy bears in the trash <laughs> well this like stunning beautiful woman is just crying and I'm just like <laughs> Definitely putting all these teddy bears in the trash. And then I look up and there's like a row of people <laughs> It's one of those one of those uh, yeah. double decker tour buses of yeah. Yeah. And, and as you could look to the right, you'll see Bushwick. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, yeah, exactly. there's a tranny throwing away teddy bears while a while a white woman cries. I'm like I'm like a song by I don't know. I don't listen to music anymore. I'm like a bad acoustic oh song right god. now. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, that was such. I think like. If I would have seen that, I would have talked about it for years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I was just fucking. I was wearing like like a just a t-shirt and like a skirt. Yeah, because I was like moving Wait, that a day skort? too. Yeah, a skirt. It's like a shirt that's a skirt. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never heard that yeah. word before. What? I don't know. This guy uses uh, T.I. words. He's never heard the word squirt. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's T.I.? Like the rapper? Yeah. yeah. No. What, what T.I. words do you They'll know what we're talking about. Yeah, one will come up and he you'll hear it. He pretends to be smart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he says but, Jordan Peterson words. Wait, was T.I. like really educated or something? Or No, you know the kind of the kind of black guy who's like a precarious predicament. Oh, I like doing that like, stuff. Yeah. I like it, yeah. yeah. I think it's cool. It's got a lot of rhythm to it. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, from my church, sometimes we like to say is like, is, is, uh, we're Quakers. It's, it's like the oatmeal. Well, that's what we praise. And like, uh, <laughs> that's what it is. We just get in there. And just it's everybody a false eats idol. oatmeal and stuff like that. <laughs> and sometimes it's like, like uh, you know, part of our practice is like listening to people, no matter how fucking psycho it is. So if like there's a like, homeless guy talking to me, just gibberish, like I got to listen to him. Mm -hmm. And so like if it's a homeless people speaking gibberish, they're not telling me. It's like, hey, you know what? Like if like you should really like invest in a Roth art. Like no homeless guy is telling mm -hmm. me that they're like talking like, yeah, like the demons are inside my soul or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so to justify listening to it, sometimes I found one in this teddy bear in the trash. I was going to say they're equally valid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Roth IRA and a demon in your soul. Yeah. You, should, you should have a Roth IRA. Why don't you have a Roth IRA? Cause I have a demon. I don't need a Roth IRA. <laughs> 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 I'm good. Sometimes it's not about like the words in the mouth, but the song in the voice. It's like how Ooh, people say it. Yeah. And like I see like like older trans people inside of the community or like older queer people, and there's not a lot of them, right? Like I could name off the top of my hand how many trans people I know over the age of 40, and I know a lot of trans people, mm -hmm. and I've slept with over two of them. <laughs> uh, I'm just the biggest slut. And like, like you know, like 
you, you talk to these people and it's like, tell me how you survived because I want to survive and tell me like how you got to this point. And it's really luck. And also like half these people are so like trauma soaked and Christ haunted that they can't really do it. So like all their stories are always something like, like there I was. <laughs> <laughs> Limelight, 1996. Yeah. Dude, you know the Filipino be. boys into the bathroom. I'm like, you can't say Filipino. I gotta watch Rock Hudson die. <laughs> I love when a story starts with the year. That's all I, yeah. I really like. That I think part. every story yeah. should start like. <laughs> or a fake cigarette night. Yeah. 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 There I was. Yeah. There's no stories like, there I was. I saw Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about being Quaker. Uh, Quaker? Okay, so like the religion is. Um, you were raised like that? Or no, I um, 10 years ago, uh, I lived with this like group of like far left anarchists that were like doomsday cult kind of people. And like they believed in political violence a lot. And so like. Those people nice. I lived with were like really stressful. So to find escape from it, I uh, started going to a Quaker church because they believe in nonviolence. And their whole gimmick is that the light of God's in everybody. So like I can't punch Dan no matter like how much like every <laughs> no little no bit of gravity. How much he, yeah. he yeah. deserves it. He deserves it so much. <laughs> and you got to listen to people and you got to do right by people. And it's got like, you know, sometimes we're thought of as like the good ones. I always like to put it like this. Like we got 200 years of abolition history and we're a 400 year religion. So we're mm -hmm. not perfect. But like, I stand people think by Quakers are the good ones. Yeah, they do. Like, like I think of Quakers is good. Yeah, you don't like, think of Quakers is good. around. Like the first. I think, I think Quakers is pilgrims. Yeah. <laughs> In my head, I just see I just see pilgrim. Uh, I know that's not right. We got a good reputation. Is it like, just because of the hat? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm very simple, it's man. It's because of the oatmeal. That's why yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 They ruined the whole thing. Uh, yeah. uh, like um. Wait, do Quakers hate Quaker Oats? No, we have no strong opinion about it. I don't know. I can't speak for... I. You know, Quakerism is not a monolith. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's, like, useful because, like, what it was my first words out of here was, like, I'm a Quaker, you know, like the oatmeal religion. And all of a sudden people know that it's a thing. What's your opinion of Dan Driggs? I was looking at yeah. this. Like, are you, are you becoming, like, a, a Greek furniture salesman? Or, like... <laughs> <laughs> is that your thing? Yeah, I wear rings now. Okay. Comedy's changed. <laughs> is this, are you transitioning? Are you like in the closet? I don't know. That's a very like good question. Like, Ooh, I have my fingernails painted because I'm such a... Oh, wait, I'm a faggot. Oh, no, I'm stuck like this. Get this out of here. Oh, the problem man. is you're not picking like a style of ring. Like you have a topaz I know. ring. No, I think like this new one is bothering me. I think it's an insane one. one. That, the yeah. new one's an insane Wait, one. I like your color story. <laughs> yeah. The uh, which which uh, thank you, and which one's bothering you too? Yeah, the fake, the fake fucking diamond. <laughs> what are you talking about? Which yeah. one? The rich Voss ring you have. <laughs> and you have uh, MF like, Doom. Is that MF yeah, Doom? Is, uh, yeah, yeah, it's MF Doom. Oh man. You look like your left. Your your left hand and your right hand are from two different people. Is what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're like do the right thing, guy, but an anemic white person. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, like if you hate Radio Rahim. <laughs> <laughs> if you moved all those rings to one hand, you'd have trouble balancing. That's what I think. <laughs> so how oh many trans? One more time, Eric. <laughs> How many trans people do you know? Because like I know a billion of them, so I just assume like everyone's like, oh yeah, I'm familiar um, with like trans. People. All comedians. They're all all comedians mm -hmm. are yeah. trans. Yeah. No, all trans are comedians. Oh, all the trans people are comedians. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, do you think? Do you think they're good comedians? One of them is okay. <laughs> Give me the name of the good comedian. <laughs> I know. 
Let's not get into. Oh, you're not gonna get yeah. into that. I can't. I wouldn't even want to no, say the ones all... I like because I wouldn't want to hear you say no. They suck. No, no. <laughs> I, know, I love all. I support. Yeah, you know, I'm for T for T. That's our I don't philosophy. know. I How do you feel about this? This might be controversial. All of the good trans comedians used to be men. Yeah, I'm not gonna get mad. At all right. <laughs> <laughs> and now they remain good comics. I'll look at trans mask. I'll look at trans mask dudes, and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like you're going the wrong direction. Like yeah. you're going go this way. Why right? you got it the first right the first time? Why are you going? <laughs> you getting your tits chopped off? Like you know how long it's taking me to grow these? Like fucking. I look in the mirror and I feel like a pedophile. <laughs> I look like a I look like a like a puberty manual inside of my bedroom. It's insane. It's just. I don't know. I jumped to New York City tour guide. You guys know the story. I told this on my TikTok, so this is not going to clip. But um, uh, okay, uh, the um, Rockefeller Center, like the one where the Fox News is, like that. You guys know where Fox News is in Midtown yeah. and mm -hmm. whatever. The one right next to that. 1999. This guy goes out for a cigarette. Friday night, five o'clock. He's going to go meet his friends down the block to a bar, but he left his jacket upstairs. So he gets in the elevator to the 34th floor mm -hmm. on an express elevator. Midway through, it jostles, the lights turn off, and it stops. And he's like, well, this is weird, but I want to be a good employee, so I'm not going to do anything. So he just stands there for like 20 minutes and doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, he hits the uh, intercom button, and nobody responds. And he pulls the alarm that makes that bell noise, and he just like leaves it on and just has it like ringing the full time and just kind of like walks a circle around the elevator. And after a while, nobody's responding. So he just like puts the thing back in and he's like, I'm bored now. So he starts smoking his cigarettes. He like takes his money out of his wallet. This is 1999. So he takes his money out of his wallet and he has no watch, no cell phone. So he's just comparing the serial numbers on his dollar bills just to like keep his things. And he falls asleep and he wakes up and he's still there. And at this point, he's like going insane. He's like, I got to get out of here. So he tries to like die hard his way out of there. But you don't know about this. It's like the submarine. It's bolted from the top, mm, uh, right? Like, because they don't want you escaping like that. That's like one of the most dangerous things you could do. And so he's like, oh, that's it. So he opens up the door. And in front of him is a concrete wall with a number 13 on it. And that means that he's on the 13th floor of an express elevator. There's 13 floors down. And like, I don't know math, but like all the way up to the 34th floor. And he's stuck there. And so he starts like losing his mind. And if you watch the footage of this, he's like running around back and forth between like a rat in a cage to just standing still to a rat in a cage and standing still. And he goes to sleep, wakes up. He's still there. He goes to sleep, wakes up and he's still there. And then after a while, he's wakened by the intercom. And he goes like, what are you doing? doing in there and he's like i'm in here get me out of here uh -huh. and so they bring him down and he has to like like how long was i in there for and he was in there for 40 hours straight and then he talks to the security guard and he realizes like oh crap I still have to get my jacket. So he goes back in the elevator with a security guard, and guess what happens next? No, because, don't no, no I'm lying. That didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he goes all the way up. You son of a bitch. <laughs> he goes all the way up, and then uh, uh, there's a sticky note on his computer from his friends. It's like, hey, where the fuck are you? You've blanded us, you piece of shit. And then <laughs> he ended up suing them, not like winning like like ten thousand dollars, and like like that's he, not shit. Yeah, yeah it worked for like eight years after that. Yeah, he kind of he didn't get a great i don't know where he's at now like 1999 to 2008 is where i know the story because that's when it was written but yeah but you're safe i'm sure Damn. yeah you're safe yeah 
Oh man! Wow! Like, you guys can't use that as a clip because that, that's sorry. I made that. It was very punched TikTok. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, got yeah. you got us with the. But that was better than I did it on the TikToks. All right, we'll you're really it. nailing that. <laughs> you're really nailing that. If yeah, I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you could, you could make that into a clip. I don't know. Oh, yeah. we can make it into a clip. Yeah, you guys could try. That would be oh, terrifying. I, I thought you were gonna be like Andy, and the security guard said you were in there for 30 minutes, yeah. and he just like that's what he just like kept napping and waking up. Yeah, elevator. There hasn't been an elevator there for 20 years. The elevator doors. Just start like ah, just a staircase. Yeah. <laughs> oh Damn. man, yeah. I always imagine like this is sometimes I imagine things in car. This is just corny. This is not me like going for jokes, but like I imagine things in like editorial cartoons. That's not an ambition of mine. I have it's just like just like imagine like just like little images in my head of like uh, The Shining, right? Instead of the bottom floor, it starts out the like, second floor and it opens the elevator with all the blood coming out. But then the janitor's there with like a mop is like, not, 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 not today. And like the elevator all goes back in. And it goes back down to the first floor. <laughs> I don't know why that's a funny image. Of me. That'd be a great cartoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good Simpsons gag, I guess. Yeah, I yeah. And this one about my own experience of just like, like a, like a beautiful trans woman and her like arms are outstretched. And this is speaking from my own experience is just like, I am the luckiest gal in the entire world, and she's just in a gutter surrounded by trash. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's just being a trans woman. It's just like, it's a bunch of shit, but it's also, it's a gift. I don't know. It's just every day. It's, it's fucking up. It's like, I'm glad I'm alive. Hey, you're getting evicted. Ah! I get to be my true self. Yeah, but you get your teddy bears back. Yeah, and I get my teddy bears back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking so many fucking trans women self-infantizing them. Have you met trans people? They're the worst. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm one of the good ones. That's, uh, here's the thing. There's everybody's the worst. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's the, that's the real yeah. truth. Trans yeah. women. Like it's like let's talk about we're trans comics. comics or, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, yeah. comedians. Yeah, yeah. Like, these like, are all the worst. All people. the all the comics are yeah, bad. But like, so it's yeah. not, yeah. trans women are like like annoying. <laughs> Don't right? try to trick me right, into agreeing with you right brand. now. Yeah. No, 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 you should agree I know what you're doing. No, this no, is you why I believe no, 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 no. it trans people is because yeah. who would choose to be a woman? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really but it's funny. like, like uh, white <laughs> women are annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's just like... <laughs> All right, all right. Let, let me, let me. I'm trying to pass here. Let me think. Uh, um, needy, <laughs> demanding, <laughs> shitty to other women. All right, I gotta take care of. I'm going to body hack. It's a thing. Don't look it up. All right, all right. Uh, if you if you put that right is, in there, what is great. body hack? Yeah, I'm gonna look uh, it up. I'm not gonna talk about that. All it's right. a thing. I don't. I'm, yeah. It sounds I, like it. But if you put like it in a, a clip, like a bunch of trans people are like, ah, body hack. Ah, <laughs> they're gonna. No. It yeah. sounds like a like a different kind of orange theory. Like it's just like a gym. Is that not? It, no, it's okay. not. It sounds no, like a no. comic, a fat comic uses physical comedy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, body hack here. Yeah. Sounds like Devin yeah. Bramble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, body hack. If you're big enough, you can use your chest as a table. Yeah, I would say Gabriel Iglesias is a body hack. <laughs> <laughs> oh my That's God. what I would say. <laughs> article is body hack comedy killing comedy. Yeah. I <laughs> oh, yeah. body hack. Yeah, also, so, yeah. sort of ca- sort of sounds like a superhero. Body hack. Body hack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but a bad guy. Oh man. Yeah, yeah but yeah, he, yeah. he like sits on a computer and it like. <laughs> he and that's how that. he interfaces with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that ended naturally. Wow. Man, we got it. And scene. Wow. Wow. We should we should hold a funeral for. <laughs> I want to know more energy. about you being a tour guide. Me, me being a tour guide. Um, right now I'm like um 
uh, I'm a tour director, which is just like a tour guide that's more pretentious and get paid more money. And like what I do is like I got 12 to 30 kids uh, that I show around for three to eight days. They're coming from Ohio and I'm with them 24 seven. So I'm in New York City and I'm with them. I do everything from their itinerary Ah. to their education to like making sure that they don't drown in the 9-11 memorial. It happens all the time. Like kids always want to like just jump in the (laughs) 9-11. Does it actually happen? Never. Have you seen? It's like a 70 foot drop. There's no kid. I've done I've done cocaine at the 9/11 memorial. Have you? Good yeah, for you. There's no respect for that memorial. I mm-hmm. like. Oh, I was someone from someone was visiting from out of town. Yeah. Galen and, and another comedian that I, I did cocaine oh, with yeah. that will remain nameless. Yeah. And he literally was like, "You want to do coke?" And I was like, "Yeah." I, I could not. I can't at say the 9/11 no. 9/11 memorial. That's where you have to do it. If Wait, I was. Did gonna, you do rails on like no, a keyboard? Like yeah, I'm on not a, even, I'm on not a, even a remaining guy. steel beam. Yeah. We picked. I picked the best name. <laughs> that I saw, and I did yeah, it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, some banker. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, right. probably, so probably. I show yeah, the kids around. Um, sometimes I do like DC, and I take them up to New York. Um, I just got done with doing like ten days on the road, which I love seeing wow. other comics like, yeah, I just did the road, and then like that's how you flex. It's just like yeah. then they project. It's like, oh, you did road work. It's like, yeah, yeah, but it's your fault that you thought I was talking about road work. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, it was weird. I had like one day. Also, like, like, like I always like to say like red state people aren't red state people, and I get trouble, right? I'm not afraid to say it, but it's also like it's manageable it's like um this is my first time last time i did it was like in dc and we're from dc you guys are from dc yeah we hate it i hate it well he liked it it's it's, it's also like when you show people around dc you're not showing them like dc you're showing them like like the the mall Mm -hmm. smithsonian and like like here's where some racists are right Mm -hmm. and you try to like mask is like everything was built by slaves like it's just like that yeah and like i'm walking around arlington you know, fucking full tranny. And like, like when I did it in the past, uh, I always did it in the winter months. So like I'm walking around in like a winter coat, which like makes me feel like a spy movie, right? It's yeah. so nice. It's just like walking around with like the snow <laughs> or walking in front of like the memorial with like, like my big like fur fucking like, like hoodie and just like, like sitting down on a thing. I just want a guy with an L envelope to come next to me. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it just yeah. feels nice. Someone like sets a coffee cup and then leaves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, the crow flies at midnight. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? The coat, whatever. Whatever. So like, um, so like, all right, for harassment, uh, it's so weird and arbitrary, but like uh, winter months, I get no harassment because I'm wearing my coat. So mm-hmm. some people would think it's like, maybe it's just a gay guy with a femi coat or whatever. And then as soon as like I go full amber and like the coat comes off, like it's just like, you know, everybody's walking down the street. They're just staring at me, which like I take. But just like I think most people are thinking, of, like, oh, that thing from the news. Like that's how I think most people. <laughs> oh, I read, like one time, one time. Okay, so like it's just so weird. There's this book about trans people called Detransition Baby, and it's like one of those NPR books that's like really big for people. Yeah, I never yeah. like White Fragility. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like it's like it's like a, a fiction book or mm-hmm. whatever. And like I I don't read it because I'm a woman, so I don't know how to read. But like, uh, <laughs> and first of all, also like Detransition Baby, they Detransition a Baby. That's a rude thing. All right, I'm done making that joke. Um, so like this woman, she was like a spy, like reading the book, like like writer. I'm in I'm in the um I'm full amber at that point, and like I'm in the subway. The doors open, and she comes in with like the book like right at her face, and then she like walks in, and then she like pulls the book down and sees me and goes like oh, and then goes back to her. Book. <laughs> like oh, I was reading about that thing. So like all these people are like. 
all these people are like looking at me at Arlington. Like I was wearing like a little bit more. Like I wasn't slutty, but it was, was such an Arlington experience. Yeah, by yeah, the way. Yeah. yeah. What? What? People looking at you or what? No, it's just it seems like that. So everybody yeah. in Arlington. Yes, that's why I hate DC. Thinks, thinks <laughs> they're an ally, but then if they see a trans, yeah, they're person, not. Yeah. They have. They know no trans people. Also, they don't know any yeah. kind of minority. But they're this is, so opinionated. This is the cemetery. I, I hate How it. many people tried to be friends this with you? Cemetery. This is the cemetery, yeah. by the way. It wasn't oh, like Arlington okay, itself. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, I did. Whatever, I don't get into that. I, uh, I had nice experiences, but like, um, uh, like I'm at the cemetery and like just I had another person from my company shadowing me who's like from corporate, and he goes like, Jesus Christ, he's like a cis dude, and he's like, Jesus Christ, like everyone's looking at you. I was like, yeah, because I'm pretty or whatever, and like I'm like <laughs> walking around and it's like a mix of like I don't think I think most people don't care about trans people like and then some people do make it their problem or they mean mug at me uh -huh. but also like i think like 12 year old girls with long blonde hair like are the evilest thing in the world yeah. first of all <laughs> and like as white women like they're super invested in their femininity like that's they have in some ways not a lot of power in some ways they do have a lot of power and so mm -hmm. like me i kind of like fuck with their heads a little bit and so they use their bully whatever skills against me and so like this well, whole stolen time, valor yeah stolen them. valor is just like like and also like i'm probably looking more cunt than them like that's just how it is <laughs> like and like i, I really kind of think that way it's just like i mean i was like i was like fucking you know fucking killing it that night i was but like um what was happening was like i was doing my tour with all my kids were amazing right like i think i had like 60 kids and then I had like the same company had like multiple tours like going on at once. Like I had 60 kids, burp cut, excuse me. Uh, they had 60 kids and this other one had 60 kids. And we were like, had the exact same itinerary for that day. And so like at Arlington, they're all looking at me. And as this day got on, like I got better and better about like my thing, like my reactions to this. But these girls were looking at me and I'm already good off the cuff. So like these girls were looking at me and I'm like, you know, it's like rude to stare at people. What are you doing? And then instantly all my confidence went away and I just hid behind my own kids or whatever. And I'm like, ah, yeah, I'll get him another one. But by like, like within like 20 minutes, like I'm walking out of the cemetery and two like old ladies just glare at me and I'm like, what are your eyes broken? And so, and I keep on, my kids love that one. And then we get on the bus and then we were going from, uh, this is the day when all that uh, smoke was in the city, right? Oh, okay. We're going from uh, DC up to New York. We're doing a four hour drive or whatever. And we stop at a rest station that's in between there called Delaware House. And uh, you know, the world famous Delaware House. Everybody knows I've been there. I've been there, yeah. It's nice, it's nice thing. And like, I'm walking around. Great, great Cinnabon there. I'm walking around there and like, <laughs> like I do pretty all right with harassment. Like people like spit at me and it's just water on my leg, right? What? That's just how it is. Like, that's just how that's it insane. is. insane. I mean, it's just what, what, like, first of all, like, there's some ways I process it. One of the ones is that, like, uh, like, they're doing it because they're threatened by me and they see me as a powerful thing. So if somebody's spitting on me, that means I'm a powerful person, right? Because, like, that's just how it is. Like, why else do you spit at people you're not scared of? Why would, would you spit on a stranger? Like, even if I hated trans people, yeah, I would never have the confidence to. Guess if, <laughs> guess if someone was trans and spit on I think it's like 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 respectfully like there's no Twitter here I mean I guess there is a podcast but like like I think it's like like people who are uh you know like kind of knocked down and it's a lot of like lateral pain like these uh, girls are going after yeah, me yeah, or like yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah. like 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 you know like in black communities will like spit at me that's just like how it is it's not inherently from their thing it's just like their general reaction that pulls out of it also a lot of people are supportive of me in that community it's not a monolith but like that's just the thing i noticed so 
in terms of this like rest stop, I'm like walking around and all these kids are eyes are on me and I'm feeling like a little agitated that day because like I just can't avoid it and also like I was having bathroom problems <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> which like it's hard to be like like full con like confident and so like I'm walking around and then like the eyes are on me and uh, one of the girls yells at me, faggot. And then I double back and a six foot two trans woman comes barreling at a 12 year old girl, it's cartoon smoke cloud. She just fucking vanishes. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> I see her like little legs just kick behind her. And then, and then like, like I, I was like, ah oh, shit. Well, I, I got to yell at somebody. So the, all these fucking jocks <laughs> and like kids are like, like, like around here and like, 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 um, uh, uh, like I just yell at them and like, like I don't have this script in my head i got a lot of scripts in my head because like a lot of experiences are repeated you know right, what i mean yeah. so like it's good for me to clap back or whatever you know like the first time people are staring at me i'm like hey don't stare at me the second time is like hey are your eyes broken like it, it just evolved mm -hmm. so like i don't have the script but also i'm really good at like just improvising and shit like that and so like like i'll put it like this the day my last tour before covid was on the day of covid mm -hmm. and i improvised a speech to the kids where like 9 11 memorial was closed and i just doubled back and like i told these kids i go like you kids will never understand 9-11, but I think the best way to understand it is what you're about to go through with COVID. I said that on like March 2020 <laughs> to children. And it was just like, like insane. And I knew I had their attention because they weren't on my side the whole time. And they're all just like looking at me. So back at this rest stop, like I come charging at these kids and I go like, um, I go, I go like, 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 like you don't use those words. Those words are used to hurt me. I'm a human. You guys are humans. Like that's not appropriate to call people that. And like one of the girls who was in that little clique, like I saw her, who she is. Like you got the mean girl clique and there's mm -hmm. like probably the most insecure, the most hurt one is the most aggressive one who tries to lash out on everybody. And she kind of weaponizes her own group to get everybody to go along with it. And I'm pretty sure the people on the outside, you know, they go along with it. So they're culpable, but like they don't like being inside of this because it's like this nasty ecosystem that they're all like, it's a it's a death cult in some ways yeah. of like all blonde girls like they're all conforming to each other and like like if they step outside the bounds a little bit or if like a little bit dikey they like can't comedy yeah. yeah it's comedy yeah, yeah it's, it's a like a cult. feedback loop really it's a feedback yeah loop. and so like this one girl like was like the one who was on the outside of the loop and she goes like why are you yelling at me i didn't say anything i was like yeah but you stood there while someone said a slur so you're just as culpable as the other ones and i walked away uh and then we hop in the bus and then we go all the way up to, it's like so fucking cinematic. Sometimes this job is just like so emotional. Uh, on the day where there's orange smoke everywhere, mm -hmm. we go up on top of the edge, the worst skyscraper experience in New York City. I fucking hate the edge. Sponsor me, please. Um, and like, we're like showing people around and the same tours are with that thing. And then um, I walk past another group of kids and there's this like social coding that's like kind of like really specific, but a bunch of kids with bucket hats and wraparound shades. That yells MAGA. Wow. Could you guys, do you guys see that? Or is that just like my job? Like uh, That's a new, yeah. that's a new brand they of were, kid. They I were, we lived by, I lived at the Pentagon and there were, there was a time where like all these little kids were wearing, they would buy MAGA hats. Yeah. At the Pentagon, at and the gift shop. They thought it was like a hats. thing. I do think, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, yeah. what I think it is, is like, you know, like. Because they sell them at the little kiosks. Yeah. And they, yeah. Karen's a lot times we're really dark wraparound shades because they don't tip you and so i have my weapon of the glare i throw back at you and like you'll never give me the satisfaction of like reading that insecurity and so it's weird how much reactionary coded crap is also stuff that poker stars will wear right because mm. they're trying to hide like how they're reacting to the world so like a bunch of bucket hat kids walk past me and these kids were like making eye boys 
making eyes at me all day and like one kid with a MAGA hat, like just like weird nervous stare. And then one of them broke out laughing at me. And then the, the, the little chubby one turns around and like points like Nelson from the Simpsons to start laughing at me. And I'm like, Oh God, now I got the script. Like I did 10 open mics tonight at this point. <laughs> I got this bit like, like off the thing. So I like, again, six foot tranny coming up to him. <laughs> and then he like, I go like, what did you just like, what did you just do? I'm a human. You're a human. Uh, uh, if you made a list of all the stuff that we have in common and all the stuff we have different, we'll have more in common than we have different. You can't be like this. And then meanwhile, it's like kid starts crying and goes like oh. lies, <laughs> like guys lie. And he goes like, I, I, I did, I did, I wasn't doing anything. I was just uh -huh. looking at you or whatever. And then meanwhile, like this like woman who worked at the edge, who was like a pregnant black woman, started like coming, like seeing concerned about this, and coming up to it was like, oh crap, there's like too many identities intersecting you know, each other. <laughs> I don't know how to deal with this. Ah! Who do I side with? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause, cause what would she, corporate do? Yeah, she seemed a little corporate. Corporate, and I'm do, like, yeah. There's no way that like, like, like I think optics wise, like a six foot two like dude in a dress yelling at a child who's crying, and so like, mm -hmm. they like, like I ran away, uh, and then I kind of double back, and at this point, this kid has a crowd like Jesus around him of all his fucking bucket hat friends, and they're like, he's like, she. He he was like he said things to me like that like like, like the wine thing. Uh -huh. It kind of made me think of like white femininity. It was like this kid's kind of weaponizing like mm. like we try to like um like something about white femininity is like it's like this pure thing that is like a symbol or metaphor for whiteness that needs to be preserved. And so like if like a white girl's tears, my own could be like weaponized. I mean in act <laughs> in communities where I get access to my own femininity, like I can weaponize it against like. Mm -hmm. bad stuff and same with this kid like he acted bad but now he looks like a sympathetic person he's kind of weaponizing his tears because he's a little boy and I think that's the thing that's like a white vulnerable thing and he's crying and like I'm standing like 20 feet away from him and yelling I'm like I'm just here waiting for one of your adults to show up because I want to have a conversation but like I'm also distant it's so yeah, awkward yeah. and I gotta take my kids down and then um, uh, I get to the hotel that night surrounded by smoke and it was in the um uh, it was in the uh, Newark uh, Doubletree Hotel, which is one of the best hotels I've been in my life. It's so weird. It's like a 90s hotel, and like it's just like it's like a, a triangle glass pyramid or whatever. So I could like look out my window and I see another window. I just see nothing but smoke and like traffic going by. And I get a text from uh, that tour director from that tour saying like, "Hey, I heard about what happened. I'm really really sorry about that. Uh, do you guys want to like establish like? Do you guys? Here's what I'll do. Uh, we have the same route tomorrow." How about we meet in front of the Statue of Liberty and um, we can you can talk to this kid and have your chance to. And I'm like, I really appreciate that. Thank you. And then so I spent the whole night rehearsing like the greatest <laughs> speech ever. Right? Like, you see that Statue of Liberty? Is that the first time you've ever seen the Statue of Liberty? Good. Because from now on, whenever you see an image of the Statue of Liberty, you're going to associate it with this story here. And I'm not here to yell at you or make you feel bad. I'm here to give you money in your pocket because like you need a change in your life. And all those friends, you notice the second that like I came up to you, your friends ran away. What is that? And like, like, like that kind of like, you know, mm -hmm. thing, like, cause I'm good at my job and I'm good at like fucking just 10 years of stand -up comedy. I know how to like throw together a bunch of random ass thoughts into like something that sounds charismatic and sounds like it means something when it doesn't, it never does. <laughs> and then like the next morning she's like, I got bad news for you. Like I talked to the uh, chaperone and he's like, I think this kid learned his lesson and like that was it but uh -huh. like I talked to the tour director later and she's like yeah can you tell me what to do when the next time in the situation and I'm like well you could you could you murder a child like <laughs> yeah. it's so weird. probably good yeah. for him and it's so weird it's like I always feel weird about like training trauma hour stuff because like I don't want to put stuff out there that makes people hesitant to transitioning and like this is one of the coolest things ever and it's so weird where like 
you know, it's like people are like, trans women are so strong. I'm like, well, no, the ones who transitioned are strong. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. And like, I want a world where, I think we're seeing this with all these trans comedians. Oh my gosh, who said that? <laughs> where like mediocre people can like transition. You know what I mean? And it's just like, like it's either. Yeah, you should have to earn it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like, it's so weird. And it's I, just, do, it's like, I do wonder yeah. about your experience when you first started the transition. Yeah. Because hearing it, hearing that people would spit on you is insane. Yeah, yeah and I, I know that you don't that. want to wallow in that. Whatever, no, 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 but, but there's probably people I, going I through. Trauma the, hour. Yeah, well, there's yeah. probably people going through it that want to feel not alone as well. I would love to share the story. It's like it's kind of weird. So like it's also like this like huge like Marvel Cinematic Universe like Avengers movie culmination to like a lot of shit in my life, and I think I've established some of it already. Um, I used to live with those anarchists who were uh, uh, doing the fact that you were doing that and going to Quaker meetings at the same time yeah. and that overlapped at all is is also insane. It was a gift. It was a gift to have that Quaker meeting because it was the one place I escaped. And also, yeah. like in the back of my head, um, uh, the first trans person I ever met said something like, "Yeah, they're pretty good about gender, gender, gender." You know what I mean? And like that's always in the back of my head. Um, the story starts in 2008 where I was in film school and then I was burned out and feeling really, really dysphoric. Like I, like, cause I'm around bros all the time and around bro ideas of film. And so I took a gender studies class for some reason. And then I got into community organizing. That's when I started doing the stuff with the farm worker stuff. And that's when I first met my first trans person, non-binary person. And I was around like a lot of queer people, especially queer people of color. And then it just kind of culminated in me. as like, Hey, uh, I'm, I'm giving a short version of the story because it was very, very complicated and messy. But yeah, like, course. I was like, I think I'm trans. And they essentially were like, are you sure about that? And mm -hmm. then that gave me so much of a hesitation. Like, I wasn't sure about that. That I convinced myself like I wasn't trans or whatever. And Who said are you sure about that? The uh, trans person. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like we hurt ourselves in our own community sometimes. And like also we had different ideas of what trans was. It kind of evolved yeah. over the time. And then I ended up moving to New York. I'm living. I'm doing stamp comedy at this point. I stopped organizing. Um, I'm living with these anarchists, and they're doomsday cults people. They're like eco-fascists. If you guys know those people, mm -hmm. like they yeah. believe that it, um, uh, you got to kill 80% of humanity and go back to hunter-gatherer life, and that's get, the only way to save. You have a short version of how you got involved with that, or a long yeah, version. I, I, I know I keep yeah. these. Like I, I know these. Do, no, that's very. Uh, I, I know, but yeah. it's just you. This I did is Occupy, and one of those people I knew through Occupy, <coughs> who's going to become like uh, I'm giving her a fake name right now because she's an important part of the story. Her name yeah. is Cora, um, and like uh, spoiler alert, she's a trans woman. It's weird. Like trans people always attract trans people. That's why I'm so much good friends with Dennis. I can't say that. I can't say that. Um, <laughs> So like, uh, Cora, the rings are how it starts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was saying, Dennis. Uh, uh, so Cora was in Occupy. And she's like, I got an apartment up here in New York City. It's in Inwood. It's uh, four rooms and six roommates, and we're paying four fifty for rent. Insane for New York City. Of course. And I'm living with these people who believe in eugenicist philosophy. They believe in uh, anti-trans philosophy because like, if you gotta go back to the woods, I can't get my HRT. You know what I mean? There's mm -hmm. no factory. I, I could use horse piss, but like I use that for sex. So like, I'm not like wasting it. <laughs> um, and so I'm with this death cult and like I never like was full on with their ideology. I think I probably like became a little obnoxious out of it, but not as bad as those people. And uh, but I deeply internalized like their drastic misunderstanding of the science of climate change. Like they like as bad as things are, like they drastically misunderstood it, and it let me be a doomerist nihilist about shit for years. And like it would just tear me apart. And then uh, Sam comedy happened. I gave some of my story. Uh, Twenty twenty, I quit Sam comedy. And then I got back into organizing. George Floyd happened. Uh, and I was in the streets a lot. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I just pictured you'd be like, 
George Floyd happened. I organized that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I paid off one police officer. So Anyways, George Floyd happened. And uh, uh, we're on the streets a lot. And we like, I like, when I tell the story, I sometimes make it more dramatic than it is. We narrowly avoided a kettling. But like, what happened was like, we're at a protest after curfew. Our affinity group said, like, hey, we see the cops coming down the group block. So then we like run into the streets and run back to my own apartment. And it was George Floyd. So like, there was nobody on the streets mm-hmm. and it was dead silent. And I remember like, my stoplight was like changing for nothing. And that was such a weird sensation. Cause like every time I looked at that window, it was always moving for something like right outside my block. And this friend I had, Cora, she was like one of those way too, this is why I'm a little like annoyed about like, why I'm defensive about like leftists. And sometimes I'm like hypercritical of them. Cause like I was around like the most obnoxious cartoon version of it. Like mm-hmm. this person's literally an online troll right now. You know what I mean? And like, I had this person in real life and they were like so immersed in like theory and like, like the cult of Marx versus like the idea of Marx, like in the way that like some religions have like, you know, like the cult of Christianity versus just the idea of Christianity. Mm. And she's like looking at me and like both of our pupils are just like, like blown out because it was an intense time. And she goes like the national guard will arrive tomorrow. And usually in red revolutions, the, uh, 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 the military sides with the, uh, working class and that was such a distorted, insane thing to say that I realized, like, this person's not a person anymore. They're just, like, a cartoon. Yeah. And, like, we started drifting apart. And then we had, like, one argument where, like, she was just like, ah, meh, 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 like, about, like, Biden or whatever. And, like, I just – I was putting up boundaries. I was like, can you stop talking about politics with me? It's just making yeah. me stressed. And then now all of a sudden I didn't have this, like, nagging figure in my life that, like, took over my life way too much who was like constantly chiding me for doing like a little bit of political stuff to make change. You know what I mean? Because nothing was ever good enough. You know what I mean? It was never bringing about the full revolution. Mm -hmm. So therefore it's not, you know, going down the block and joining in in a cop watch is not good enough. You know what I mean? Because it's neoliberal or whatever. And, you know, as that happened, I got caught up with um, a city council campaign, Crystal Hudson. Uh, the first gay black woman to be ever voted into city council office. And I stand by her. Like, I don't care what anyone else thinks about her. I uh, did a town hall meeting uh, where what I got into her campaign was like, um, I was at a town hall meeting. And after every single other person left, she stayed behind with me for two hours. And I grilled her for two hours straight about every little of the most granular city council question you could ever imagine. And at the end of it, uh, I asked her a question that was kind of a loaded question about my personally strongly felt beliefs about the like, most inside baseball city council thing. And within three minutes, she changed my mind on that issue. I'm like, this woman's insanely smart. Mm-hmm. And I followed her around on the campaign trail and I knocked on 25% of her doors for her election. Like that's how much like I, I like, believed in her. And on, and she had went through so much shit. Like her mom died mid election. And that's the reason she went into politics. Right. Like, like, like it was just like also insane watching this like black woman get torn apart by everybody around her. You know, mm-hmm. and like a queer black woman. Yeah. Wait, do you do you think that stuff really matters? What? Like queer black woman? Not for this story, okay. but like not for the politics. But like I think it does. But it doesn't. You know what I mean? And she, you ask her. Like I don't want to tell on her. I feel weird saying this, but like she doesn't think it matters. But mm-hmm. like I think it. It's like it. It matters. Like the, enough. the smart part is that she changed your opinion. Yeah. Yeah. The smart that, part is that she that changed her opinion. That but it's seems also, more. I'll put it like this. Impressive. I think why she's important is at the end of this is like um election night comes by her mom dies mid-election uh she went through a bunch of shit and she made a point that like when you're 
do an election, you don't announce yourself going first because like everybody's chasing after you and don't want people to chase after you. But she realized that as a gay black woman, people are going to be chasing after her anyways. Mm -hmm. So she went first anyways and just sprinted as fast as she can to get ahead. And that's how she kind of, no offense, but I, I, like, I think DSA really, really fucked up that election. Um, and like you guys could have won if you guys were... I don't want to get into that. I'm so what sorry. I mean, you guys. DSA, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know the DSA. That's a fucking. In, that's an NPR listener if I've ever seen. I thought you were just saying. He looks no. pretty DSA. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, Crystal Hudson. Yeah, I agree. Crystal Hudson gets up there on, on election night and she thanks three people. She didn't give my name, but she like implied me and stuff like that. And then afterwards, like I hugged her, and uh, I, I cried so hard. And then. Um, I got a lot of twists in my life. I gave a kid up for adoption, right? Mm -hmm. And it's an open adoption. And I write him a letter every year. And I was writing him a letter. And this was such a transformative moment in my life because I finally felt free and I could like actually find power in the way I want to find power in the world and like 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 affect change. And like she's in office right now and doing a lot of badass shit. Mm -hmm. And so like I write this letter about my past 10 years of my life because my kid just turned 10 years old. And like telling the story of these... Um, radical anarchists and also this trans woman I knew who was like the most nihilist political philosophy I ever met in my entire life. And at the same time, I got a YouTube channel, Amberfield Essays, and it was I was writing a video essay on the Capitol insurrection and how um, uh, terrorism affects mass media and mass media affects terrorism. It's coming out in July or August, if I can get it out. And what I did was um, reading a lot about death cults and I realized that the people I was with were literally like the same structures of death cult were the same as these little anarchists I was hanging out with. And then I realized that this trans woman was so fatalist and so nihilist about all her bullshit because she couldn't picture herself in her true gender. So she can picture a future. That's why she couldn't picture a future of the world. And that's why she couldn't picture herself living past 30 until she reached 30. Now she can't picture herself living past 40. And I was like, well, that's what was in her, but I had that same nihilism in me. And then it was December 23rd, uh, 2021, where I was like, oh, 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 it was like, I mean, this sounds so cliche. It was the Matrix. It was the Matrix. It was just like, whoa, I can't go back. Like, Amber's here now. Like, 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 mm -hmm. like, John just died on that day. And then Amber came out. And then, like, that's not even like tranny trauma hour. Like, like there's a whole year that followed that. That was like one of the most, like, like my partner, I don't want to. Yeah, that I can't imagine. Yeah. Just the it struggle was, of all, all your relationships yeah. and everyone. I my, mean, I'm, I'm sure at that point you're surrounded by yeah. supportive people. But I had I supportive people. It's so weird. Like what was, what it felt like was like, uh, my partner was like a supportive, good white liberal. And she realized she was a lesbian right around the same time that I realized I was trans. And like, like she took me as a woman, but also like, she was a very unhappy person and I wasn't the answer to her unhappiness. And I think she would turn against me and like was very, very aggressive towards me. And like, mm. I would characterize some of the behavior as like super transphobic. And she became like more and more wilting and more and, like, as I kind of discovered myself. Like directly or passively? Like uh, transphobia stuff? Yeah, yeah. Just, like, I would stuff say she was like, saying, like, she would say stuff of like, boy, I wish I could fast forward five years because she doesn't want to watch this awkward transition of me becoming a woman, like as if yeah. that's not a beautiful thing. And like, she would also characterize like, like, why didn't you transition sooner? And I'm like, I did it when I did. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, yeah. there were other problems with that. But like, um, she was just like, like being more and more like, just not fun to be around. And I think it was just like, as I kind of like, was finally being myself for the first time. Like that just 
felt like I felt like a feedback loop, a negative feedback loop where like she just did not like it. And she's like, can you just shrink into the smaller box? And like, so that eventually culminated to me getting COVID in May 17th, 2022. And I was just miserable. And it was like this whole time it was at the height of Omicron. So I tried to find community and the only little bit of community I, I had was like, I just made a TikTok about it was this woman named mother Latravius. And I would go to her. She was the one trans woman. The, the rest of the people at the group were trans mass people. She was just like, the, she had like a community organizing group, but it was mostly an excuse for people. She was a good person and she was like really good in community, but she also just wanted to fuck around and eat food and like, like grift her fucking nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a genius, right? That's a hundred percent what she should have done in life. Um, <laughs> But like I had, that was a little access to community I could find. And then I got denied that by getting COVID and May 17th to May 27th, I was sick. And then, uh, I recover and then all of a sudden I got to go on the road as a tour director. And I was on the road for 30 days and I get on and the, uh, chaperone, I talked to her on the phone before this tour ever began. And, um, I told her, I was like, I'm trans, but I'm going to go as a dude this time. But like, just understand, like, this is kind of a thing you should know. And she goes, um, Okay, that's good. I hop on the bus and I look at all these like starry-eyed children. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm like looking at them and I'm like, I can't be John died. John died actually six months ago. Like, like I can't like I just out of my mouth, it's like hop. like I turn to her and I go, like, this is gonna be weird. You know what I mean? It's just like 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 uh, Michael J. Fox and like fucking Back to the Future is just like yeah. your kids won't like this, but you'll get it. like yeah. uh, I go like, Hi, I'm Amber. And then 30 days on the road, I would just go inside the thrift shops and just like buy clothes for myself. Wow. And like I look like such Wait, a dude in a you, dress. You transitioned on, on a the bus road. <laughs> on the road with children. And I had like ten tours in those 30 days. That's not sounds good. Like math. A stand-up. That sounds like six <laughs> Yeah. I, like and it was so insane. The second tour, this kid. Felix, I don't know if I should say his name, but like he was a trans mass kid and like like I like in this time of great crisis it's like other like middle school kid from Texas and like the problems of trans kids in Texas aren't the ones that you think it is, but it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like his problems in his life was like his dad hits him, his his his, his like his like like he's, he can't find a lady's cowboy hat. You he know? can't find a lady's cowboy. And he um he was a trans dude. He was a trans dude. Uh, and like he has a crush on his best friend. Like those are the problems in his life. And also like I asked him about the politics and like how do you feel about Governor Abbott? He's like who's the governor? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So like that. And it ends like a fucking bad independent film where like I'm standing like while a bus is about to leave. You ever see the episode of The Simpsons with the substitute teacher? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where the train's about to leave. I'm handing this goddamn kid a note and I'm like looking at him and I'm like. You're mature for your age. Uh, that's not healthy. Like, like that's not a good thing. And I used to be a trans statistic. I used to be homeless. Like, mm-hmm. like, and like, and I told him like a story of just like how to survive. Cause like, I can't tell him like the nitty gritty of like, all right, here's how you be homeless or whatever. Like I just, I would tell him was like how to pull inside of yourself and like, like just like survive. Cause that's a transmission besides like anti-racism. And uh, uh, 30 days on the road and I come back, I'm a completely new person. Imagine that to my girlfriend who I lived with. Like, I'm like, fuck it. And they come out yeah. and, then, Damn. and then I continue a conversation that we left off, uh, after the COVID. And I go like, I, um, uh, uh, so we're going to do couples therapy. And she was incredibly apathetic about the idea of couples therapy. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, I kind of implied that we should break up and like I'm a person who in spite of coming from like pretty good economic things I because of dysphoria brain I always struggle to get like good steady employment my entire life and so like poverty has been a reality for like most of my life and I'm like I can't survive without her like I'm living in a nice apartment and like I'm paying my bills but like like finding a new apartment is like 
so economically devastating that like I couldn't really get through it. And I'm like, well, let's talk about this in like three days or whatever. So we had two days to talk about it. And we we're just going to go off in our own corners to like let ourselves have space and then meet on Monday. And then Monday comes and then um, uh, no, no, Saturday comes and like two things happen on that day. She doesn't respect that boundary and she comes home from work and like makes me upset. And then also I did my uh, books and I realized I made $10,000 on the road. And so I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is such a something that got easier. And so like on Monday, I just broke up with her. Yeah. And then <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, this is so easy. And so <laughs>